0: Please be seated. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The scribes and the Pharisees murmured, saying, this man receiveth sinners, and eateth with them. The word murmur is alternatively translated as grumbling or complaining. In scripture, it is used pejoratively and often relates to food, drink, and a disbelief in the purpose and plan of God. Not surprisingly, those who murmur receive much attention, and they're usually wrong. Following the exodus from Egypt, we read that the children of Israel constantly murmured. They complained about being hungry and not having leeks, onions, and garlic. They complained that freedom in the wilderness was worse than the bondage of slavery in Egypt. They complained about being thirsty and having no water. Above all, they complained about Moses, who gave them God's commandments. In St. John's Gospel, Jesus taught us that he was the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. In response, we read that the people murmured. At its heart, murmuring is a form of narcissism disguised with a religious veneer. Murmuring is a petulant attitude about my food, my drink, my understanding of who God is and what he should be doing. In sharp contrast to murmuring, St. Peter, in this morning's epistle, exhorts us to humility before God, to cast all your care upon him, for he careth for you. But the scribes and the Pharisees murmured saying, this man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. It is not difficult to make an argument from scripture that one should not associate with people of poor character. The psalmist tells us that blessed is the man that hath not walked in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stood in the way of sinners. Similarly, in Proverbs, my son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Indeed, this is the wisdom we teach our vulnerable children as they are growing to maturity, that they should not associate with those who will be a bad influence upon them, and potentially lead them astray. We protect them and ourselves by developing a fortress-like mentality to shut out sinners and other undesirables. Very few of us want to socialize with them, share a meal with them, or invite them into our homes. The secular religion of our culture embraces the same theology, a tacit understanding that people cannot and do not change. No doubt that you've heard that a leopard cannot change its spots, or the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. In sharp contrast, an enduring symbol of Christianity is the butterfly. The ugly caterpillar is transformed into a new creature. As Christians, we are called to reach out to those in this world who are in darkness and bring them into the light of God's love, forgiveness, and restoration. Jesus makes the same point in this morning's gospel. According to the writings of Edersheim, the parable of the woman who made anxious search for her lost coin is almost a literal parallel from the Jewish Midrash that the scribes and Pharisees murmuring at Jesus would have been well acquainted. In the Jewish parable, the moral is that a man ought to to take much greater pains in the study of Torah than in the search for the coin. Since the former procures an eternal reward, while the coin would, if found, at most only procure temporary enjoyment. Jesus and the gospel that he gave us proclaims a worldview that shifts the focus from the benefits of inward study to the requirement of actively seeking out the lost and the eternal joy of heaven in their recovery. To be sure, there is nothing wrong in the study of Torah or participating in the Bible studies of our day to learn more about God and draw closer to him. Jesus is teaching the scribes and the Pharisees, as well as all generations to follow, that the missiological component of the faith must not be ignored. Those who follow Christ are called to reach out and draw on those who are separated from God. Repentance and reconciliation require involvement with people who might not respond to an invitation the first time it is offered. That does not mean we're to stop trying. Following the sin of our first parents in the Garden of Eden, God did not walk away from humanity. The scriptures chronicle God continually reaching out to his creation. He made covenants and promises, first to Noah, and then to Abraham and his descendants. God sent Israel as prophets. The prophet Ezekiel wrote that God sent shepherds to search and seek after the flock of his people, scattered throughout the mountains and every high hill. But these shepherds served themselves and abused the sheep on this father's day we remember that god unfailingly continued to reach out to the world extending the invitation to repent to turn from evil to believe and be reconciled to this end he sent his son to be that good shepherd who would search out and find his lost sheep and as he taught us the good shepherd would lay down his own life for those sheep Sometimes there are members of our own family or community who do not want the lost to return. Perhaps they are still in need of healing over past hurts the lost one has caused. Or they refuse to believe that the other person can or may have actually changed. They may have experienced many false starts or failed attempts at reconciliation. But God never gives up on any of us and he wishes us to continue to extend that invitation to others. At each Eucharist, we're reminded that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Restoration is a work of mercy in which God allows us to participate. We are not responsible for the outcome of each individual attempt, but we are responsible to cooperate with his grace and continue to reach out to those who need assurance of his love and forgiveness. May the Lord strengthen and help us in our witness to those in need of repentance and reconciliation with God. For there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Ghost. Amen.